So, if you've been listening to this series, have we leveled up yet? Welcome to another episode of the Shroom Life Podcast. This is the Level 1 Angler Series. This is to help you catch more brim, or at least get you on your first brim. You may or may not have fished soft plastic lures before. If you haven't, this is the episode for you. This is a series for you. And if you have, this is going to help fine-tune your skills so that you can get more brembos rather than catching Taylor and Flathead or whatnot out there. So, there's some of you that have been listening to this series for a while now and I've addressed a couple of factors and there are some more that I want to go through today in this episode. And the first one that seems rather relevant since I just purchased a new reel. I've recently purchased the Daiwa 2022 Exist and I've made a couple of videos on that and I've caught a number of fish on that now. And it just reaffirms my thoughts on the first concept, the first debate that I'm going to have here, and which is the cost versus performance debate that a lot of yous would be interested in hearing. So for me personally, I've always used reels that are on the higher end of the scale, but that doesn't mean that I haven't used any reels that have been on the lower end. I can tell you that I've used everything in between from the Kmart-based, Big W-based reels and rods all the way through to the flagships, as you guys know. I like my Stellas, my Shimano Stellas. I've got a couple of them. And now I've got a couple of Daiwa Exists at this stage as well. Now, first of all, let's address the common question here. Does price affect the performance? And is it a main indicator of why you're not seeing results? And the answer is no. I think that the results-based performance which is a concept that I'm going to be talking about here in this first point, the results-based performance is not as closely aligned to the price or cost of the gear, or especially the reel in this case that we're talking about. Now, I'm just going to be talking about reels in this case because I could go on forever talking about gear in general from lures to, um, let's say, rods as well. So let's not go that way just yet. I'm just going to talk specifically on reels. That's probably where a lot of beginners want to sink a lot of their hard-earned money into. So first up, what do I mean by results-based performance? So if you're going to spend a lot of money on a reel, it's going to be of higher quality as a general concept. Higher quality can mean a lot of things, but I'm specifically talking about catching fish and results-based performance. So I would rank... In terms of results-based performance, tactile field detection as one of the key indicators, casting length, smoothness of drag, and then number four, reliability. So first of all, tactile field detection. So up until a certain point when you're spending money on your reel, you're going to be able to feel better and more decisive bites for various reasons, and you're going to be able to determine the difference between weed, snags, bites, as I just said, and also even little subtle, little subtleties such as the current flow. Now, I might be going a little bit overboard for this level one angler series right now, but let's just say that for tactile field detection, if you're spending money on a reel, it's going to be generally smoother on the wind. So that's a concept everyone can understand regardless of whatever level you're at. Smoothness means that if you feel a little knock or a little vibration going through to your reel, you know that's going to be a bite 
or at least you know that there was something on the end of your line. Now, for a cheaper reel, that is going to be harder to ascertain what that was. Was it a bite? Was it a snag? Was it weed? But if you spend the money, that's where some of that performance is coming in. You're going to be more easily able to detect and determine which of those categories it was. Now, if you're really spending the big bucks and you're buying the Rolls-Royce or the Ferrari of reels, you're buying flagships, which is what I've been doing for many years, which I want to stress that it's not essential, then you might even be able to detect little changes in the way the current feels because of the feedback that you're getting. Sometimes the resistance changes slightly and you know you're going through an eddy or cross current and so forth. But that's really minor. That point there is not not the main concern. The main concern probably for everyone, for me, myself as well, it's determining whether I'm getting a bite or whether I'm hitting a snag or a stick or a rock. And that's what I mean by results-based performance. So number one, if you're spending money on a reel, that's what you're getting. Okay, number two, casting length. Casting length of a lot of, or casting distance, let's just call that casting distance. Casting distance is a main thing that everyone can understand. Everyone understands that generally for using smoother, better gear, smoother braids, for example, thinner braids, putting a bit more weight on the end of your system there, you're going to get more distance. Now, keeping all things equal, just increasing the price of your reel can mean you're going to increase on your casting length. And let me quickly explain to you why. Without getting too technical, a lot more technology is put into the reel and that impacts on a few things. Firstly, sometimes it's the design of the bail arm and that just means that you're going to wind on uh, the line just a little bit more tightly or smoothly or in a certain pattern, especially if it's marketing some kind of technology such as, I think Shimano call a cross aero wrap or something like that. I'll have to look it up, but basically if you're spending the big bucks, there's a technology in there that they input into the reel and it's going to mean that it's going to wrap the braid around the spool in a certain way and that's going to mean that when it comes off the spool on the cast, it's less likely to catch or be in a very non-optimal way of wrapping that will impart and determine the reduction and reduce your distance in casting. So I know Daiwa do the same thing. I don't know what it's called. It might be called Twister Buster. That's another thing, reducing line twist when you're winding back on. That's all going to help and you're going to get all those technologies when you're spending the big bucks. Now, that there might give you a couple more meters and that's going to increase your performance if distance is a key critical issue in the area that you're fishing. Number three, everyone can understand this one as well, and that's the smoothness of drag. Now, the drag system for most people, I think in Australia, we understand that the that the point of the drag is to enable an excess amount of force to be released so the extra tension that can be achieved from a running fish or a strong head shakes, the damage that it can impart on your line, which would lead to line snappage, can be mitigated if you have a drag system that will release it beyond a certain threshold. So that's the point of a drag. Now, when you're spending money on a reel, the drags are generally smoother and they're more likely to function properly, especially at the start of any excessive pressure or tension on the line. 
So all those things that I mentioned, just a quick run or a big head shake, you'll notice everyone has had this experience before. If you're fishing, you're going to find that sometimes you can actually pop off your lure or snap your leader knot just at a little quick sudden increase in pressure. And that's less likely to happen when you're spending the money, spending the money to get a reel up the higher end of the scale. That is a key factor. Also, the smoothness of drag is also a concern when you're using the drag at high settings. Cheaper reels generally become what they call sticky as you turn the drag knob to maximum. Now, I generally don't use a reel at maximum drags unless I'm fishing for certain pelagics over wrecks or over reefs and Basically, I want to skull drag them and turn their heads before they get me. But this is about a, you know, this is a brim fishing podcast here. So most people, if not everybody, should not be fishing maximum drag, which is turning the drag knob until you physically cannot turn it any further. I know that these reels are uh, rated to about three to five kilos, but I don't think that anyone's really achieving five kilos of drag unless you're overlining or using leaders well in excess of what you would normally use for brim. So it's not major concern, but if you're fishing significant drags for fishing situations that require, you know, turning the fish's head really quickly. So for brim, we're talking about structure often and we're fishing under snags, you know, overhanging tree branches that you can see a little bit of it sticking out of the water and then there's going to be some structure underneath that if they just get their head around there, you're wrapped up around, you know, a mangrove root or maybe oyster rocks where you don't really want the line to even come into contact with it because the slightest contact would mean severing the line. Then in that case, you might have to fish heavier drags. And so having a smooth drag at the higher end setting, which is where it fails on most reels. So that goes according with price that's an added advantage. And last of all, that I'd like to mention before I'm going to explain how does, what kind of prices we're talking about here, because I've just talked about it in general, reliability. Reliability of your gear is where you're going to get, where, where you're going to get results-based performance when you're pouring in more money into your gear. So generally, it means that the reels are made of better materials there's more things that prevent the reels from degrading over time. You know, you've got, for example, the new washers that are on the side of the bail arm. Now, is that a big deal? I think in terms of short-term usage, it's not a big deal. But long-term usage, this little washer here prevents the bail arm from wearing away. And so you're going to get a better angle of the line roller with your stripper guide. And so that might mean just a little bit more reliable and consistent performance over several years rather than a couple of years. But that's that's where a lot of the cost or price that you put into a reel goes. Now, this is a key point here while I'm going to wrap up this point here and that's about the threshold for the majority of what I call results-based performance in a reel. So you can get a lot of other things where you're putting your money into a reel you know, like cosmetics and such and such, but I'm just talking about the results-based performance here. The threshold, I would say, for results-based performance in a reel is attained at a lower cost than one might expect. So 
if we're talking about really cheap reels that can be bought for about 15 bucks at the local shop, Big W, Kmart, and then we're talking about a thousand or maybe even up to a thousand three hundred dollars for the Stella when we're chasing brim. This is so when we're chasing brim, maybe a Stella is the highest that we would potentially go. Somewhere in between there, you would expect to be the happy medium to get most of the results-based performance out of a reel. And I'm basically saying that it's a lot lower than you'd expect. So if we're talking 15 bucks to say 1,500 bucks, 1,300 for the Stella or higher, then it's not even halfway. We're not talking $500, which is not halfway. That's a little bit lower. We're not even talking $300. We're talking about a $100 reel. Somewhere around a $50 to $100 reel, I would estimate that you're getting 75% of the results-based performance of a flagship reel. Did you hear that right? About a $50 to $100 expenditure on a reel is going to get you about 75% performance of an Exist or a Stella or a, or a reel in that category. And that's going to give you 75% in terms of tactile field detection. You know, you're going to be able to know the difference between a bite, a weed, snags, and maybe even some of the way the current's flowing. You're going to get most of the casting length. You're going to get a smooth enough drag to fight at the low setting at the start of the battle. And then also in the high drag settings when you've cranked it up. And also you have sufficient reliability to fish a couple of seasons with this reel at that price bracket. Now, to me, I'm I'm happy to make this call because, as you guys know, I fish high-end gear and I'm no gear snob. Everyone knows that. I just fish it because I can justify uh, fishing gear because fishing time to me is the limited resource. It's not getting the lures. It's not getting the rods. It's not getting the gear. It's that couple of hours that I might be able to get out onto the water that I value the most. And so... I want to maximize that by using the best equipment that I can potentially uh, rationalize and justify the purchase of. So there you go. And just so that you guys can know more about this, if you want to go a little bit higher in price, where do you think the next tier would be? So if we're talking about 50 bucks to 100 bucks, you're getting three quarters of the performance of a flagship reel. That's at a fraction of the price. We're talking one-tenth or maybe even less than one-tenth the price. You're getting 75%, three-quarters of the performance of a reel like that in terms of the things that I said would matter in terms of catching fish. The next tier that I would say would be around the $250 category. If you're spending about $250, you're getting literally 90% or higher at an estimate of all the performance in a flagship reel, 250 bucks. So we're not talking even cl anywhere close to 500 bucks or even close to a thousand bucks. So somewhere along that range there is all you need if you want basically the same performance out of a reel as a flagship. Now, I'm not to say that the flagships don't have their advantages, but this goes to the point that I've raised before in a video. It's the law of diminishing returns. So for all you anglers out there that have always wondered what it's like to fish something along the lines of a Shimano Stella, a Daiwa, Daiwa Exist, or any other flagship reel that you've always eyed on, eyed off on the shelf and wondered what it would be like, but not having the reasoning to justify the purchase, 
I've just explained to you that you don't even need that. That's not the reason why you're not having success. If that's the reason why you think that might be contributing to your lack of brim catches. If you're using a reel between $50 to $100, which most of you already are, if not even a little higher from what I can hear, then you're already getting sufficient performance out of your reel because those factors that I think that go into a reel that make the reel superior in terms of catching fish, results-based performance as I called it, those factors scale up pretty quickly in the lower price range. And as you keep affording more and putting more price, more costs into a reel, it's going into other things such as more bearings, slightly better materials, and things like that that make the reel look better, function a little longer, have slightly better reliability. But in terms of actual performance side by side, it is a little superior, but it is not 10 times superior as the price would suggest. All right. So this point here went on a little longer than I expected. So I'm going to be talking about a few other things next time. But for now, this is the end of this episode of the Shroomlight podcast on the Level 1 Angler series for Catching Brim. I hope this helps. If you have any questions, make sure you ask me and drop me a message on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, especially if there's any other things that you'd like me to address on this podcast relating to this series. I might go into another species after completing this one but for now this one's going pretty well so i'm always open to ears and suggestions and as you guys know my main is on youtube so go watch watch a video if you have time that's where you're going to find me 99 percent of the time and i'll catch you later so it's your boy shroom signing out